Come on down, look around, take in some sights, enjoy the sounds, be a part of the arts, the artist's hand gallery. So, hello there. This is Sandy Trimble talking to you from the Artist Hand Gallery in Indiana, PA. This is the first of what we hope to be many podcasts where we take the time to talk with our artists in the gallery and our patrons of the arts and just about art in general. And hopefully you'll learn something new and interesting and at the very least you'll get to find out who the people are who show their work here in Indiana and at the Artist Hand Gallery. Our guest today is Jolene Joyner. Jolene has been with the gallery since its inception back in 2009. She's one of the very first artists who came on board. She is an oil painter and a pastel artist. She's lived in Indiana County for most of her life and she currently lives in Clymer, PA. Her studio is in her home and she works from photographs that have been taken locally or in her travels. She's been to France and Italy, and that is reflected in her work. Her artwork is very representational, and she says that's true because she enjoys the challenge. Welcome aboard, Jolene. Hi, thank you for having me here. We're excited. So just to get started, when did you start painting? How did you get into painting? Because that's not your first profession, correct? No, I, I was uh, an RN, but uh, I've, I've always loved painting. When I was a little kid, there wasn't much to do, sort of like the pandemic. And uh, we had a chalkboard and we used to just draw on the chalkboard all the time. And, and that was when I was about six years old. And uh, I just always drew. And when I was a teenager, I got into painting. My art teacher at Purchase Line High School, Mrs. Marcy Hanna, she encouraged me. So. I've been painting since then and, and always have painted, whether I was in, uh, you know, school or, you know, studying to be a nurse or um, when I was working, just my whole life I have painted and couldn't uh, always do a lot of work, you know, sometimes in your life, just too busy for that. But uh, I've always had an interest in it and I've always loved to do it. So your particular style, because as, as we mentioned, you are a representational painter and you have a very particular approach to your work. It's almost classical. People are very drawn to it. When did you start working in oils and when did you start working in that manner? Oh, um, I took every workshop anybody ever had. The Art Association used to have workshops constantly. And then I went to Greensburg and took all their workshops too, you know, when I could get a day off from work or at night. And um, there was a teacher there, Jim Sokowski, and he had a workshop and I just loved the way he did still life. So then, oh, I would say 1995 or something or 97, around there. For about a year, I went to his, uh, he had a school in Houston, PA. I went there every Saturday when I was off. And I studied with him for about a year, you know, as much as I could. So that's where I got that technique. He studied in New York, the Student Arts League. Oh, yeah. In New York with Frank Mason. Okay. So that's, it's a traditional technique. Very solid background. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, the Student Artists League is well known. Mm-hmm. A lot of good artists. And then pastels, the same kind of thing? No, pastels I kind of developed on my own, and it was really slow. Well, I took a class, I can't remember what his name was. We did a lot of wipeout techniques. And then 
I very slowly took it from the wipeout technique with just charcoal and slowly added color. It was, I just did that on my own because it's a lot like oil. You'd work dark to light, so that's the similarity. And I've had watercolor classes too, which I find uh, really difficult. So I don't do much watercolor anymore. Probably 20 years, I haven't done any. Watercolor has its, well, like you said, it's almost the opposite of oils, isn't it? Yes, it's light to dark. Right, you work in light to dark instead of dark to light. What kind of things do you paint? What, For example, we have lots of things here in the gallery that are yours. What, what kind of things do you tend to paint? I go through phases. Right now, I'm still painting a lot of horses, still trying to do better with it. But I, I'm thinking lately, I really need to paint anything that's not a horse. <laughs> I, I do always enjoy painting people, always the cats. I don't paint too many dogs. I'm um, thinking I really should do some cityscapes. I have done them, but that is difficult for me. All the square, all the straight lines and uh, the details. So I need to do a little more than that. And I say need to, just to be more rounded. Um, I listen to all these YouTube videos all the time. And uh, the one man said, how do you paint a better portrait? And, and his answer was, paint everything but a portrait. <laughs> I love it. That's a great philosophy. And it all does help. Every, every type of subject helps another. It's, it's really hand-eye coordination and, um, you know, practice. Now, you've taught as well, haven't you? Yeah. You, I know we had an artist here, Linda Steitler, who was one of your students. Oh, and pastel. her pastels were just lovely. Oh, she and did. She really credited well. you as being the person who taught her. Wow, she really, she really did well. I'm, I'm glad that I helped her. Yeah. Now, do, have you also taught oils? Oh yeah, I teach oils probably more. Pastel is pretty slow. Okay. Yeah, I, I've taught oils a lot. Okay. So. You mentioned there was nothing to do when you were growing up, kind of like the pandemic. So what have you been doing for the last year? Oh, well, uh, pretty much, uh, oh, you know how you, you go through your house and you throw away everything that you can throw away. You do some cleaning and... Oh, yeah, everybody's done that, right? Everyone yeah. should have a really clean house when this is over. Learn how to make bread. <laughs> you know, everybody was making bread. And uh, and then after a while, you think, i got to stop that. Um <laughs> For too other much, reasons. Too much eating. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it sort of tapered off in the summer, and then there's always yard work and gardening. I do like gardening. But when the pandemic seemed like in the fall, I, I was being cautious again. So um, I was taking care of a sick dog, and I couldn't go anywhere because that dog has separation anxiety. And I just set up my easel near, near the dog. I had a pendant area, and I've been painting a lot. Plus, I'm getting ready for an art show in Ligonier with Sama. My daughter and I are having a, a two-woman show in April. I can't remember the exact date when it opens. So I'm uh, getting ready for that. Plus, to bring some more things to the artist's hand. Good job. Good job. But is that, um, if you didn't have the art show as your mm -hmm. as your impetus, if it, the art show wasn't kind of there over your head saying, you know, I got you got to get work done, would you be painting? I don't know. Um, I don't think I was painting as much a year ago. But I think the more you paint, the more you, I don't know, I think that you, you have more success then. And then you paint more because it's more successful. It just feeds itself. So um, it's hard to say. And do you always use photographs? I actually like doing 
portraits. I like doing people from life. Uh, you know, for a while here, we had the sessions where we had a model set up. Right. I really like that much better than a photograph. Get a better result. And for a while with the Art Association, we were painting outdoors. But then with the pandemic, we stopped doing that. I, I have painted from life. And when I went to my classes with Jim Sulkowski, we always painted from life. The still lifes is what we did a lot of. Well, you said you do cats. You do cats because you have cats. I have cats, yeah. <laughs> I, I had one cat that was, he, I really sold a lot of pictures of him. Uh, the cats I have right now are more ordinary and they're not so, they're not as fun to paint. But yeah, I have always painted a lot of cats. And you know, if you're around them, they're always doing something interesting. The light's hitting them nice and, you know, I'll sneak up and take a picture. Sure, sure. So that's why that happened. Well, how did you get the show in Ligonier? I'm not sure. I think they asked my daughter first. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's a really big place, so. Oh, absolutely. It's gonna take a lot of work. Yeah, so you're filling that gallery, the two of you? Yeah, just, I think just that back room and the front, not, there's another area that we're not using, so. Okay. Well, let's, not that your daughter is, is our topic, but you say you're the show, you're having a show with your daughter. Her name is Jonelle. And she's also a painter, and she's a painter because... I, uh, I did teach her how to paint, too, and then she's had other classes. Now, when did, she, when did you start teaching her how to paint? Wow, not until... She, I think she was out of college already, in her 20s. Oh, really? Yeah, she didn't do any work as a teenager or in school, no. Oh, I thought it was much... I thought she was much younger. I think she took a class or something, and that's how we said, oh, you can draw, so... <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm going to teach you how to paint. And I could be wrong about all that. She might remember it different. <laughs> oh, they can't put any two people together. Their memory is not going to be identical. So I'm, I'm sure. So what has been, this is, this is a question from our intrepid assistant manager and our resident optimist. What has been brightening your days in 2020 and into 2021? Um, well, it's not the sun. <laughs> We're in Indiana County. <laughs> Brightening my days. Well, I, I think really uh, I do get a good laugh from those that dog and those cats. And, you know, I do look forward to the next painting a lot. And I've been listening to a lot of instruction online, too, with YouTube. So what kind of instruction? I was trying to think of who I listened to. Um, paint coach I listen to a lot. It's Chris Fornatero. So I, I watch a lot of those. I follow a lot of artists on Facebook, right. so, you know, their stuff will pop up. I think it's, it's nice to see other people's work. Oh, always. Um, there's a gentleman on Facebook who I ended up following somehow, and I forgive me, I can't remember his name, but his, his page is called Art to I, Life. Hmm. Have you come across that one? No. And his, you know, his thing is just all about get do it. Like here's a, in one of the things I did do with him was he had an exercise. We were to do a, take a circle, make a quadrant. And in each quadrant, there was a, we were to express an emotion or something that um, he had gave us as a part of an assignment. And it was sort of a, an unblocking exercise. And the premise to that, of course, was you're sitting at home, you want to make art, but you're stuck. How do you do that? So is there ever any time that like you get stuck? Um... I, I think it's easy to get discouraged. Mm. 
say yes. you had a bad painting. I'm like, oh, I spent all day on that. But, uh, it, but then sometimes I'll paint over it and then there's a good one on top of it. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to be discouraged or get stuck. And what I do then is I, I do look in magazines and get inspired by some good work. Oh, there you go. Because, wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of good new work out there. It's it's amazing. If only we could have had the internet when we were growing up, you know. Well, I I have I have different. I mean, yes and no, right? For the art, right? right. Yeah, yeah, only for art, only for art. Um, so when this is over, because you were a traveler, you and your daughter and her husband have made several trips together out west and and to uh, to Europe. What's is there something that you're that's keeping you going because it's someplace you want to go next, or there's an idea of where you'd like to be if you didn't have to be at home all the time? I, I think I would like to go to England. Cornwall is nice, and um and Yorkshire. You know, I I see pictures from there, and um it's it's beautiful. So, and you don't have to worry about another language, although I don't know how well I speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do say that the English is is, uh, two different, it's other two different Englishes. It's two countries with a different language. Yeah, it's it's, uh, more sophisticated. But I would like to see, then I think of Spain, and then, I don't know, Italy is always a good idea, even if you've been there before. As I say, you've been there, right? Just once, but I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Venice again. Okay. Venice was... You've done some, we've had some beautiful paintings here from your Venice trip from both you and your daughter. Yeah. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So you can't even take a bad picture there. It's impossible. I know that um, I like to watch uh, the British murder mysteries and the ones I enjoy the most are the ones that where the the filmography is incredible, where they show you the landscape and they show you. And so like um, Scotland and Northumbria and you know, it's just like, and of course, uh, the doctor show from, from England, which is from the, the area of Cornwall, is it's just incredible. Oh, Cornwall's beautiful. Area. So, yeah, we're looking forward to getting some pictures from there. Yeah, I bet. I'm thinking 2022. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. All right. Too soon to predict how this year will go, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Well, we're glad that you came in. And... We're just so excited to show your work, and you'll have to give us more information about your show at Ligonier, some dates. I hope there will be an opening. I know that's always been tricky during COVID as well. How do you gather people and and enjoy a glass of wine and socially distance and and all of that kind of thing? Yeah, safely. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to the new work that that we're going to see here from you. I personally love horses, so keep working on the horse paintings. Hey! Really, keep bringing bring bring those horse paintings. <laughs> I need a Jolene Joyner. I don't have one in my house yet. Oh, boy. So There's a horse in your future. There's a horse in my future. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the kind my husband will be okay with. Because yeah, I don't have don't to clean much. up after it, <laughs> and I don't have to feed it. That's right. Hey, Jolene. This is my segment called Coffee or Tea. Oh, okay. So, you just tell me which one you prefer and why. Mm. So, coffee or tea? Depends on what time of day. Has to be coffee in the morning. Then I have tea. There's so many beneficial teas out there. I try to drink some of those. You know, um, some 
green teas and, and uh, turmeric, the tea uh, with turmeric and chili and matcha tea all in one. So I feel like it's medicinal. But if I had to pick one, I would, if I could only have one, it would be coffee. Yeah, my, my great grandma used to say coffee is sunshine for the brain. It is, yes. I look forward to it in the morning. To go on with the sunshine, winter or summer? Oh, well, I would say summer. It's, it's been too cold lately. As long as it's not too hot. I don't like a hot summer, but yeah, summer. Yeah. What are your favorite things to do during the summer? Hmm. I would say some flower gardening. Uh, beach trips, always nice. Um, I, I think the gardening is the the best thing about summer. Would you rather have a muffin or a scone? Hmm, I think a scone. Do you have a favorite type of scone? Anything with almond flavoring. Put some icing on top, you know, clotted yeah. cream on the side. I love almond flavoring. There's a going thing with the baristas at the artist's hand. It seems like either people love almond flavoring or they hate it. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Sweet or savory? Sweet. What's your favorite sweet treat? I think ice cream. Gelato, really, you can get gelato. I also really love gelato and ice cream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can never go wrong with vanilla, but I've never had a bad flavor of gelato. Coconut, coconut gelato is good. Coconut's good, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know we were talking earlier about you watching a lot of YouTube and that being something that was really comforting this year, but have you been listening to any music or podcasts as well, or is it mainly YouTube? Well, I listen to the, the YouTube while I paint. I don't know why, more than music. And music, if, I, if I'm you know, exercising, a spin bike is better with music. It's not as painful. <laughs> Do you have a favorite song or artist that you're listening to right now? No, I mix it up. Music music is uplifting. It really is. Dance, any kind of dance music is good. I don't listen to classic too much right now. It seems like it's too mellow or something. Fiction or nonfiction? I'd say nonfiction. But I don't, I'm not reading very much right now. I don't seem to have much time for reading. My eyes are tired after painting. <laughs> Do you have uh, a favorite book? I suppose your taste changes with books. Yeah, I, I used to read more complex stuff when I was younger. I'm thinking, well, I, I did read Gone with the Wind, and I often quote stuff out of there, so maybe. <laughs> I keep thinking I want to reread 1984, too. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 1984 is impactful. When when did, did you read it? Oh, probably when I was a teenager, when I was still in high school. Yeah. It seemed like a really far way off, 1984. Prior to the pandemic, some of our listeners may know, some may not, that we would have lit nights here where poetry and prose were shared. And then with the pandemic, this type of communication was difficult. So this segment of the podcast is all about sharing poetry and prose from the community. Um, if you are a listener and would like to submit poetry or prose in the future for this segment, drop it off at the artist's hand or email us at contact at the artist's hand gallery.com. Email us at contact at the artist's hand gallery.com. This month, 
It's all about lost loves. So it's all about poetry and prose to those people that were the ones who got away. We have some anonymous submissions, especially since it's all about lost loves. To the boy who called me and I did not remember you, I'm sorry. I feel that. I had one friend who in a class had a boy confess, but she was feeling like she couldn't, even though she kind of liked him and was like, oh, um, okay, thank you. Aww. She kind of regrets it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Uh, here's the next one. You have always been the tree that grows in the river despite currents and shifting silt. It's time for you to find your field and be happy. Oh, that's mm -hmm. yeah. I missed Lipnite. I didn't realize how much I missed Lipnite. Yeah. But these walls need to hear some fun prose. Yes. Yeah. Here's the next one. Best compliments I have ever received. You have great energy. I enjoy your brain. You are my waking thought and you inhabit my dreams. You care about people in a way that is uncommon in this world. We should bottle up what you bring and sprinkle it all over the world. I crave you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's another one. This one seems a bit more serious. Why do prisoners want me? Because I look like a slice of something they never tried before. I taste like freedom. Intense. Now, the last one that we have for today is out of like one of those things that you made in elementary school that um, can tell your future. So, you know what, Jolene, would you like to pick a number? Okay. One. One. Love, devotion, expectation, or disappointment? Is it devotion? Devotion? Mm -hmm. Sure. I had to think about how to spell it. <laughs> a long time since I've played with one of these. Love, devotion, disappointment, or expectation? Expectation. The voice inside that tells you you're unlovable must not know you at all. Oh, I love it! <laughs> That's so sweet. Aww. Here are the other ones that could have been chosen, so if any listener needs to hear these as well. Everything always finds you at the right time. You belong, specifically you belong here with us. We are never unwanted to anyone by chance. There is always a higher lesson and a deeper message. Thank you to everyone who submitted and please keep submitting. So just a reminder, this February we are offering 25% off chocolate-covered strawberry lattes and have other specials for this time of year. And Darcy Trenzo's art exhibit on current events titled The Prodigal Year will be up through February 20th, so stop by and see this new work. You can also see it on our website because social distancing. Good job! It's like a radio show. I know. Thank you, Jolene. So anything else before we go that you want to share with us? No, let's hope, let's hope uh, for better days. There you go. You've got it. Thank you, Jolene. Thank you for coming in, and uh, hopefully we'll see you around. All right, we'll see you. Thank you. Something cool. 
something bold A work of art will suit your soul Giving a hand to the arts 